I'm Matt Swain, and you're listening to the Reimagining Communications podcast, where we discuss the opportunities and challenges facing companies on the road to optimizing their communications for the future. Today, I'm joined by Rial Canty, experienced researcher at Airbnb. Rial, thank you for joining me today. Hey, happy to join you, Matt. The way you explained your role to me was that you're a subject matter expert on trust. Can you explain your role and then how trust plays into that experience research at Airbnb? So I'm an experienced researcher. And so the goal of experience research is really to provide understanding about what users desire, what they need, and to align that with product goals and business goals. And so my function is to act as an in-between between product managers and to gather the insights to go out into the world speaking with users and using a number of different research methodologies and techniques to elicit the types of feedback that are going to help us design a space, products, and experiences that meet the needs of of our users. And in, in this case, it's guests, it's hosts, but also the communities in which those interactions take place. Yeah, and I think if you look at being that bridge between any of those stakeholders, engineers, data managers, customer experience agents, obviously that does feel like a really important role relative to the overall experience and, as you say, designing trust. Yeah, when you think about the sharing economy, the sharing economy is really based on trust. You have most people who are opening their homes and inviting people, strangers, into their homes. Sometimes they're sharing that space with strangers. You have guests who are traveling and staying in strange places and also in, in those strange places staying in homes of people that they've never shared before. And and as guests, they're often there are times when they may be sharing it with the host or they may be sharing that space with other strangers who are also guests. And so for us, one of the challenges that we have is people vary, people differ in terms of just that general sense of trust that they have about the world. And so you're going to have some people who are more trusting than others. And so for the people who are really trusting, fine, this is perfect for them. And so they they embrace it with open arms. But there are other people who maybe are not as trusting. And for us, it's not so much about, okay, let's try to get more people into homes. It's about creating a space where people feel comfortable traveling, where people feel comfortable meeting other people and expanding their view of the world. And so how, as as an experienced researcher, can I help to facilitate the design of mechanisms that will encourage people to be more trusting, to relax and understand that we are creating safe spaces? It's really a goal of my work. And so working with engineers who are designing on the platform, working with data scientists who are identifying trends in the world, and working with customer experience agents who are listening on the front line, listening to some of the issues that are being shared with them with hosts and guests, and then speaking with guest hosts, people in the community, policymakers, and so forth, and bringing all of that information together, synthesizing that into nuggets that we can then use to hand over to designers who might design something on the platform, or they might design things in the physical, real-world, social world that we live in. I think about my own experience with Airbnb, and I think I probably have three stays lined up right now. I would imagine that the biggest challenge is getting the first-time airbnb in the door. Because once you've had that first experience, hopefully it's a good one, but once you've had it, you at least understand the value that you're getting 
and the unique experience you're getting over just going with a standard hotel chain that you know and love. When you think about Airbnb, it's almost at this point been highly organic, and it's really just appealed to more, more of the intuitive uh, traveler. And by intuitive, I mean people who just are intuitively comfortable exploring and, and trying new things. There haven't been a lot of commercials. It's really just been through word of mouth. And so the way that we try to encourage is really just, you know, you look at the, you go to the site and you see these beautiful images of spaces. It's not just of a house, but it's, it's really of a space. And it, it tries to communicate uh, and it, what that experience, you know, may be like uh, when, you, when you travel and visit. The other side of it is really saying, look, this thing grew organically. Okay, now let's let's actually learn from people. How can we make it better for them? How can we improve it? And, and so that's the challenge that experience research meets. And we're doing new things now. We're doing things that are really fresh, that are you know sort of cutting edge. We are working with people who are designing tools for customer experience agents that are working with building machine learning models that you know enable them to, for example, read things inside of reviews, read information from from message threads and, and, and do that, hopefully reach a point where we're able to come back around and and create ultimate experiences, not only for the, the people who were serving as hosts and, and guests, but also for the agents and helping agents become more efficient. Too. And so as an experienced researcher, the role is not only focused on the, the host and the guest, it's also focused on creating better experiences for the agents as well. Yes, that's a great point. I obviously spend more time thinking from uh, a guest perspective than than anything else. And I, I did a trip to the Dominican Republic and found this really unique place on the beach that was offered through Airbnb. And I talked to the, the host when I was there, and he said his business tripled or quadrupled. He was actually building another place next to it just because of the demand that he had gotten through the platform. But in that part of the Dominican Republic, Airbnb was not was not so prominent yet. And I think that's part of some of the new community kind of, you know, as a host or a neighbor of the, of that host, how does that impact the desire for these people to now be showing up next door to me that weren't before? And I would think that there are a lot of different dynamics at play between a host, neighbors, guests, and then even some of the guest interactions, understanding what language the host speaks or language is, and then being able to get real-time service when you're traveling internationally if there's an issue. Yeah, you're introducing more the like the, the, the factors that figure into the complexity of you know how it is that we go about design. But you know, let's think about before what's happening before you even took your trip. Okay, and so you're taking your trip. You didn't just say, "Oh, I want to go to a place in, in, in Dominican Republic." You were making some type of assessment. You were online. You were looking at certain signals online. You were looking at what does a place look like. Maybe thinking about what's the area, what neighborhood is it in? What do I know about? What can I learn about that area? So we find that people, you know, they may come off the platform and they might do a little background work to try to understand the neighborhood. You know, they want to feel, people want to feel safe. They want to feel secure in the neighborhood. 
we talked about differences in, in, in languages. Those are other signals that, that people really look for. You know, do I feel comfortable going in a, in a space where I'm different? You know, it could just be as simple as you being different. And, you know, that might be, it might be language or it could be some other, you know, demographic. As a woman, do I feel safe? Is the neighborhood well lit? In some cases, especially as we start to expand in, into emerging markets, it's also about understanding what is the community like? What are some of the local policies like? What are people's dispositions and views on, on a company like, like Airbnb or it might be Uber? And you know, hear about all of these incidents around the world where sometimes you can go to a place and it's, it opens its open arms, whereas other places it can be fairly, fairly hostile. And so for us, our part of designing the community, our care and competence, and the way that we build trust involves recognizing that we're providing, we're encouraging people to travel, we're encouraging people to trust. And so we want to also be able to, to impact and influence, you know, that offline experience. We want to have as much input and influence on the end-to-end trip, not just what happens when you check in and then, then when you check out. It's, you know, the process of beginning to think about where you're going to stay and, and, and then looking on the platform for a place and then going to the airport and landing and going from the airport for in a, in a strange place to your destination how do you do that is it is it car service is it bus is it having you know maybe working something out with with sources that come and pick you up and move you to that place as we start to deeply consider what an end-to-end journey looks like for our guests and also for our host and when you get there there may be a places where you go and uh, you're greeted by by a host other places where you go when you have a lockbox in this there's some type of key code. And a lot of questions come up around people's comfort with those different mechanisms for checking in. Some people feel comfortable checking in with the host and meeting the host. Others are like, no, nah, you know, I'd rather just, I don't want to interact with anybody. I just want to go to my place and, and that's it. I don't want to have to, you know, do any small talk for, for 10 or 15 minutes. I'm tired. I've been traveling. I just want to unpack and then sit down and that's it. Part of how we design the end, the end experience is really getting in to building an understanding around all those nuances around people's expectations for what a wonderful trip means to them. Maybe it's less about trust and more about experience, but actually setting those parameters up front between host and guest to say, uh, I don't I don't want an overview of the property. <laughs> Just give me the key or leave it for me and maybe we'll talk later or maybe we won't. And and trying to build the experience that best sits with with that host and guest interaction. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's right. We try to get it right. You know, you're able to. We have it now where you're able to communicate ahead of time. You, you can message a host or a host conventions, and then the host can message the guest back. There's that that type of communication, and then some hosts are very uh, proactive. You know, and they they include it in their description. And they say, "I'll meet you at the door." and you know, and so there are opportunities for you to personalize the experience uh, before it happens. So, yeah, there are communication channels, communication mechanisms. You know, we're still just we're still figuring this stuff out. It's This is a new, it really is a new space. A lot of people, they think that, you know, Airbnb is really about uh, just having people who have homes and empowering people to have businesses, turn their homes into a business. And it really is so much more than that. You know, that's that's like... That's the superficial, that's the surface layer of what things appear to be. But what really has to happen is that people have to feel comfortable. They have to feel secure and they have to, they have to 
views Airbnb. The goal is that Airbnb can become a channel. And all of that is really about providing more opportunities for people to explore the world and interact with the world in ways that previous businesses, previous models didn't afford. That's what we're doing here. It's really reshaping the way that we interact with the world. In reality, I think it does align really well with that theme of reimagining communications because ultimately that's what you've done with Airbnb. You've, You've changed the way that people think about travel, exploring, interacting, host to guest, and it's all really exciting. Really just the beginning, right? Talk about, you know, different technologies that that are beginning to uh, come figure more prominently in, in, in the experience as well. So on that note, how do tech how does technology play in building or jeopardizing that trust between hosts and guests at Airbnb? It raises a number of concerns. So let's talk about lockboxes. When you go in and you have a lockbox and there's a key inside of a lockbox and you enter the code and you get your key, you know that there is no other key inside of the the lockbox. Okay, you're the only one with the key. Some people wonder, well, what if someone made a copy of the key? So we we have to do a a better job of communicating what is the process? How is the lockbox governed? Right? That can, something like that can help people feel more comfortable with the lockbox. That's some technology. Other technology, you know, that, that we're dealing with, and it comes out in, you know, stories in, inside of the media uh, around recording devices. And so, you know, got people that are dealing with, with hidden, hidden devices. And so it's a very, even though it's a very, very small number of the overall pattern of experiences, one incident in and of itself is as an incredible amount of, of magnitude because no one should ever travel to a place and be recorded by hidden and unauthorized uh, recording device, whether that's a camera or it's something like we're beginning to face with new technologies like Alexa and, and Nest, these devices that have the capacity to be hacked and then recorded. And they're being brought into homes by hosts who don't fully understand the technology, which means that as for Airbnb, our goal uh, then is to help. If this is the technology that we're going to use, then we have to think about the way that we utilize those technologies. How do we educate hosts? How do we educate guests? With this, the emergence of this technology, get ahead of it so that we are creating safe and secure uh, experiences for people who are traveling and staying in those places. Imagine you're going to a home, and rather than you have to tap on a key code, you have a code that's sent to your phone. And it's encrypted, and it changes every time that it's that, that you utilize it. And you simply use that code because it's somehow connected to you and your reservation. And only you are going to be able to utilize that code. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to remember code that's on on, on a door that was given to you. You just you, you hit one button, and you go in, and it, it recognizes you. What about in the future where we can use facial recognition technology? These are just things that you know I'm throwing out there, and I just we start to imagine coming down the pipe. Because they're here and they're not going anywhere, they're only going to become more sophisticated. And so it's important that we begin to think about how it is that we're going to utilize them. And so that's, that's part of what, what I get to do as, as I begin to imagine better experiences for, for, for guests and for hosts. Seamless experiences where you're living life without having to worry about the technology. The technology is there, but it's not necessarily on your mind. That's part of the goal of what we're doing. So if I were to apply some of 
those last comments relative to smart home devices, would you envision part of what you're doing in that experience research and then supporting in the design process would be um, what do hosts need to disclose in their postings and then what do guests need to then agree to or ask for or even filter out? Like, can I can I choose only houses that are smart, smart home enabled or only houses that are not and have no smart devices in them? Yeah, it's interesting. So we, right now on the, on the platform, people have to, hosts have to disclose that they have security cameras uh, in, either outside of the home, inside of the home. And if it's inside of the home, they have to indicate where. If it's inside of the home, it can only be in common spaces and it can't point at bedrooms. It can't point toward the bathroom. And so one, there has to be full disclosure. For guests, we need to know that you have to look for that, for those types of disclosures, right? And so that's a, another question that, that we have to answer is, you know, so what, what does it take when a guest misses a disclosure? Why? And a lot of times that kind of goes to the, the fine print. So we've recently actually just designed a way to surface some of those critical disclosures so that guests don't miss them. They, they don't have to probe deeper, you know, to do a number of different clicks in order to, to identify those disclosures. They surface so that users and guests have more, the guests have more visibility to them. Interesting. And that's it's important. That comes out of speaking with guests and identifying what some of their concerns are. It's not a reaction to the, the one, two, or three bad actors. It's, it's really about if this were me and I was traveling, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't feel comfortable with a camera. Period. But there are actually people who feel comfortable with cameras inside of a common area that, that they live in. Personally, that wouldn't be me. Um, but if it's for them, then how do we allow for that? How do we provide affordances that make sure that everyone is still being respected in those spaces? And is your research happening from afar with phone calls and? You know, sitting at your desk, or, or are you actually going out into the community to gather the insight that you need? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so we certainly are do remote research where we conduct interviews with guests and hosts around the world. You know, we do various technologies uh, that we use to conduct those studies. But then we also are in the world, you know, and, and, and one thing with Airbnb is, as a researcher at Airbnb, is it's incredibly easy to travel anywhere around the planet to answer a question uh, that is going to provide more insight around uh, the user experience. It's no red tape. It's just make sure that we're doing the best work to provide the best experience for guests and our, and our hosts and learning about the communities. So sometimes that might even be you know, going to neighborhoods, trying to understand the neighborhoods, work, bringing people, travelers along and helping them helping us conduct safety audits on neighborhoods and at, at different times of the day and looking at some of the travel patterns of people as they move from an airport into uh, certain neighborhoods and, and, and getting an idea of what those, what those travel paths and patterns look like and, and then assessing the, the safety of those pathways, getting into, the, into neighborhoods and then once while we're in those neighborhoods, getting a sense of the amenities. We're trying to understand that. And these kind of questions that that, that we're addressing, they only arise through speaking with, with guests, speaking with hosts who go to those places and, and they, they comment and they tell us that wow, these, this is a beautiful place to stay. Or, you know, it's, you know, sometimes I didn't feel so comfortable, a great host, but 
I wasn't so comfortable in the, in the neighborhood. And so let's try to understand what we can do. Maybe that's about, you know, maybe there's some things we can do in the, in the neighborhood, you know, even to, to improve that experience. Yeah, I think that's really important. The the mix, obviously, there's there's plenty that can be done from afar and a lot of impact that you can drive. But putting feet on the street and actually having those interactions at a neighborhood level certainly helps with where we started, designing trust and building trust. Yes, yes. So, Rial, what are you looking at in the future? We talked a little bit about some technology, but... But in terms of the next five to ten years, how do you think your role evolves and, and are there advances on the horizon that could change the way that hosts and guests will interact? In the future, I expect to find you know, situations where uh, communication channels are really seamless. Right now it's chat, but maybe it's even faster than, than chat. You know, so maybe the ways that we can improve communication is for some people is going to be through efficiency by improving the efficiency of communication. And by that, I mean, uh, rather than having to a a, a host have to reach out to a guest and say, Hey, have you made it? Or the guest saying, Hey, I made it. Everything's okay. Maybe right immediately upon check-in the guest, the host knows that the the guest has made it. And maybe with one button, the guest can communicate that, Hey, everything's okay. And for guests, what can guests do when they, when they enter a place to, to feel comfortable inside of a space. Right now, it's you, know, you kind of walk around the space. You you know you do it. You do a search, and just to make sure that everything's on the up and up. And then after that, you know when you're leaving during the day, how what are some ways that you might feel secure leaving your your, your stuff in a strange space? And so maybe you know maybe they're maybe they're motion detectors, you know that are in the that are in the space that can detect when someone's entering, and you feel comfortable with those those motion detectors. Ultimately, we're going to have more technology, but that technology is going to become less noticeable and less intrusive in how it is that we use it. Excellent, Rial. So thank you so much for today's discussion. It's really exciting, all the things that you're working on. It sounds like you have a lot of, you have a lot of fun with your job. I'm having a blast every day. <laughs> every day it's something new, constantly inspired by people that I work with and just the world, the fact that what in the world that's changing and we're changing with it and also striving to influence that change for the better. Excellent. I'm Matt Swain, and you've been listening to the Reimagining Communications podcast. If you like this episode and think someone else would too, please share it, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. To learn more about Broadridge, our insights, and our innovations, visit broadridge.com or find us on Twitter and LinkedIn.